Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. The Shabbos Shabbos Nevarchem Hachidish Chidish Nisan Pashas Vayakel Pekudei Chazak Action packed. How much more could you ask for? Good. You asked. I give you Pasha Chidish. Thank you for asking. So you got it. As you know, Parsha Chedesh is the fourth of the four Parshias, the Dalit Parshias. And although uh, the Chabad is the envy of the world in this aspect, we don't say any Yetzirah, not in any of the four Parshias. So, hey. This week, though, Lafteira would be both included. You'll have the Pasha Chedish and of Macha Chedish. As the Chedish will be, Yet Hashem, Abal Inu Teva, on Sunday. Many customs that start on a Chedish Nisan. Let us begin with first the fact that the, the best of them all, and the one that makes everybody happy. And if the Goyim knew how happy the Yidin were, the Simcha the Yidin have from this very issue, from this very concept, they would convert on the spot. And that is the entire month of Nisan. We do not say Tachnun. Tachnun is admitted. And the reason for Tachnun being admitted is because when there is a month, where since it's a month, that most of the month we do not say Tachnun, therefore the rest of the month we do not say as well. So the question becomes, of course, for those listening, why is there most of the month that we are not saying Tachnun? For the first 12 days of the month, we have the Nesim. We say the Nasi of every day. It's interesting, and it's... Well, it's interesting and I guess frightening as well. Um, these are customs and things that happen in people's lives every year. Unfortunately, we did go through COVID. Still going through COVID-19. People are still, unfortunately, getting infected. Still positive results all over the place. And it literally seeps through the wall. It's worse than the internet. Therefore, people forget. So, first thing we're trying to we're going to remind you, Mitz Hashem, Starting on Sunday, we start from the first of the Nesim, and we start to read from Mishkan. And every day we read one Nasi, and we say the Hiratzin. If we come from that Shevet. If we come from that Shevet, we should be, we should receive all the blessings that come with this recital of the, of the Nasi. This, as I said, is every day, first 12 days of Chedesh Nisan. As you may know, there were 12 Shvatim. We then have Chedesh Levi, which is also said, 
which is not really said actually. We say the about the lighting of the Meneda, and the lighting of the Meneda was Aaron Akain's Aveda, which was Shevet Levi, as he felt um, neglected, shall we say, the fact that he didn't have, he was not amongst the twelve Nesim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, yours greater than all, together, combined, and that would be with the lighting of the Meneda, and therefore we read into Baalei's Chasaneda, the last of the Nasim. Now the question of course becomes if I say every day the shed the shavit, the, the Nasi of that Shavit, and I say if I come from that Shavit, then it should be so and so. So the question becomes of course what does the Kayan do? The Kayan comes from Shavit Levi. And this is a long and involved question which is not for now. But the Kayan does say this as well the same way as everyone else. So, Chedesh Nisan, we begin with the Nasi every day, with the 12 days of the Nasi, because of the Nasi, the Yamta of the Nasi, we do not say we do not say Tachnun, as we are enjoying the day of the Nasi. And I don't know why the video is still not working properly. No, it's about to freeze. And then we have the eight days of Pesach. So the twelve days and the eight days, therefore, is twenty days. The majority of the month we are not saying Tachnun, and therefore we do not say Tachnun the entire month. We have a little bit of a confusing, I wouldn't say situation, but it's a confusing halachis that are going to be involved, that are about to come up, in that we don't have this always, we don't always do this. And that is... Now, truthfully, we have two weeks to discuss this. We have a share next week, mention a share thereafter. Um, I'd like to start to touch on it though from now. Mention the nether will pick up on other pieces later. Namely, starting with Al Kapanim, the preparations for the Seder. The preparations for the Seder obviously are done. Before Shabbos, may not do on Shabbos. May not be making. It's not being making on Shabbos. You're not preparing from Shabbos to a weekday. We're preparing from Shabbos to Yom Tov. We may not do that, and therefore the preparations for the Seder have to be done on Friday. In case it's not enough to do. B'dikas Chametz Hashem is on Thursday night. Burning of the Chametz is th- Friday morning, although technically we could all day long burn the Chametz because, after all, we're going to be eating Chametz on Shabbos, but we still keep to the same times as we would keep on a regular uh, year. 
this partially being, of course, that there shouldn't be a problem with the children knowing or thinking that every face that we burn at different hours, we finish at different hours, except etc. People ask, how does this exactly work? What may I eat? What may I not eat? You may eat chametz as you eat every year on Erev Pesach in the morning, for those who do, or for those who eat um, for those who eat until the last hour or whatever it is, we obviously can eat chametz on Friday. It's not a problem Friday and Friday night as well. Friday night, Shem, one needs to have Su the Shabbos. So the Shabbos, of course, entails the regular Shabbos meal. Um, matzah balls are discouraged. However, we do wash. And um, I'm sorry, all those that eat, that don't like to eat challah the whole year round, challah is eaten on the Shabbos, and the leftovers, of course, on Thursday, on Friday night, are put away in a safe place, together with the chametz that was taken, that was found by B'dikus chametz. By B'dikus chametz, we take the chametz Thursday night, and we make the bracha. Although the beer chametz is only going to be on Friday afternoon, like always, and the actual chametz will still be able to have and own, and will still be eating until Shabbos morning. Nikas Chametz would be Thursday night, and this is put away with the Chametz that we're going to have Friday night and Shabbos morning. Shabbos morning, all shuls daven very, very early, so that one can finish their Chametz by 10.30 in the morning. You have the loophole. It's not a loophole. You have the loophole people, loophole community. They look for loopholes. They look for something that they can do that would be different than it's supposed to be. I'm very sorry. I'm going to have to pause and restart the video, I'm afraid. The loophole community likes to try to find a way, something, a thought, how they could do different than it's supposed to be regularly done. We had now on Purim, the loophole community was rampant, and we discussed that they all wanted to do Paytas Mapa Makadish, which most of them unfortunately didn't even know how to what, translate the words. 
So I'm just talking about the pirate, the thing, the pirate thing, the pirate thing. Can we do the pirate thing? So that they can have that Sudas Purim all day long and go into Shabbos. But, uh, one's a catastrophic, but more to the vein, more to the realm of, uh, slightly outlandish actually. Because the fact of the matter is that Purim is Purim and Shabbos. And Shabbos, you don't mix the two. And you don't go into Shabbos that way. Shabbos is Karas Shabbos. So if you're listening, you hear that I am definitely not an advocate for that. Chabbos, as we said, can be eaten until 10.30 in the morning, 10.40, depends. Consult your local calendars or your local rabbis. You'll see what time you're allowed to eat till. I'm sure Europe is a different time, and the other end of the world. Everyone has its own times. We are moving the clock this month to Shabbos, Shem, so everything's going to be that hour later. Um, regardless, it's about ten thirty, ten forty till you're allowed to eat in New York. Chametz. What one would do is make Yiddish. Eat either in another room, away from the table for sure, since the table is Pesach Dik, eat a Kezayas Chala, after washing obviously, and then, brush yourself off, wash your hands, properly, so there's no chametz on you, and you may can wash out your mouth probably also, if you're using uh, Pesach Dik utensils, for eating, and then you have your meal, which would probably be a face of the food. Um, one needs to eat in the early morning, obviously, as we said, it needs to be finished. And it's not something that needs to have kunsen and, and the progressive movement of trying to make it easier or make it better or make it more exciting, make it more elaborate. And they um, will eat in the morning before they go to shul and therefore they can daven later. You can't wash before davening. Come what may. I mean, that's a kind you can convince yourself from today till doomsday, it's not the way. Mm. I, I think now we'll change gears of this year, we'll go back to Parsha, and then after Parsha, we will then met Hashem, and then next week in Met Hashem, the Nether will continue with with the Pesach Pashva Yakel Meisha What's full of that? Get out of here Doesn't stop Vayakel Meisha is called Adas B'nei Yisrael Meisha gathers the entire community of B'nai Yisrael 
and says to them, these are the things, these are the dvarim that Hashem commanded us that should be done. Now obviously this is now at a point where Moshe Rabbeinu had ascended once again for the set, third set, for the second set of 40 times, 40 days, and spent that entire time asking for forgiveness for Kal Yisrael. Now, it's funny, ironically, because we say that uh, he says, Sheikh Safta, and everybody thinks it was a one-liner, and that's how Hashem forgave Eden. It was obviously much more involved than that. And it did take 40 days and 40 nights again. So now he has come with his second set of Lucas, which is after the third set of 40 days and 40 nights. And that following day, Moshe takes together the whole Klal Yisrael, and he gives them the commandments as they gather the materials and they construct the Mishkan. Why did Moshe wait till this descent before informing Bnei Yisrael about this command? Before, earlier, I actually read about the greatness and the eagerness for study and for observance of Tera. The old that Bnei Yisrael felt after hearing the Ten, Ten Commandments at Masnah Sinai and receiving the first Luchas, the Yidin were at, at the zenith point of Kedusha. However, the excitement for receiving the second Luchas we would presume should be just as great if not even greater because you have to understand also that the second Lucas represented so many more things to them the relationship with God now at this point was completely restored whereas they were petrified what HaKadosh Baruch Hu actually had in store for them As a result, the day that Moshe comes down with the second Lucas here in Yisrael were totally ibigyem. They were engrossed in the theme of the day. And they were celebrating the fact they were forgiven and they were enjoying the Tera. So the Cheda, what else would they be doing except for studying the Cheda? This was it, this is what it was all about now. They were not interested in action-oriented mitzvahs, maizias, and details. Not even the building of the Mishkan. They were interested in studying this Cheda. The next day it made sense for Moshe to call them together again and get to work on the things that HaGadosh Baruch Hu commanded Mitzvah Smaisius that had to be done. 
So why did he do this on the first day? Tell them about the Mitzvah The lesson is actually twofold. Firstly, B'nai Yisrael, they were totally preoccupied with receiving the second Lucas that teaches us mitzvahs and to engross themselves in Taylor's study cannot be substituted with tasks. Not even building the Holy Mishkan. Taylor's study is not the same. When we need to set Taylor time aside for the studying of Taylor, the focus is solely on the one concept which is the studying of the Taylor. Nothing else. And we need to detach ourselves from any other tasks. At the same time, Mesha was in a very big rush to do what? To instruct B'nai Yisrael the very next morning regarding the Mishkan. The fact that he did that teaches us that our enthusiasm for Yiddishkeit is not finished by the study of Teda. study of Teda is very important, but that's not where it finishes. And after receiving the Teda and delving into the Teda, the same excitement needs to be done with Mitzvah in the world, Mishkin, etc. Why? This is what it was all about. Just want to jump. We'll come back and mention to the parish itself. The end of the parish Pekudei Chazak. The completion of Chumash to which everybody calls out, Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazik. Pasik says, Vayachasa onon es eil maid, Uchveid Hashem Molei es hamishkan. The cloud covered the eil maid, the tent of meeting, and the glory of Hashem filled the mishkan. Then the Pasik finishes off, Vahalais. When the cloud rose up from over the Mishkan, B'nai Yisrael set out in all their journeys. This is when they started to move. In throughout the journeys of the Mishkan, as we know that this Mishkan, that the throughout the journeys of the Midbar, anytime they even stopped in any given area, they set up the Mishkan, even if it was for only one day. The Teda tells us here, once the Mishkan was assembled fully, the Shechina came to rest. A cloud came and covered the Mishkan. Telling us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu now has completed his Asuli Mikdash, his Chantim And of course, the Tater says, 
says, as long as the Yidin remained encamped in that area, the Mishkin remained, the, the Shekhinah remained resting over the Mishkin. When did they know they had to move on? When the cloud went up. The cloud rose. It was a sign it was time to proceed. Move on with their journey through the desert. Now the truth is, the word desert, the word desert is Midbar. So if you're telling me about the journeys in the desert, it should this should be discussed in Pashat Midbar. And Haraya, it's repeated there again. And the tailor describes the travels and the patterns in detail. Here, however, where the Torah relates how the Shekhinah finally dwelled in the Mishkan, this statement, talking about the ascent of the Divine Presence from the Mishkan, when it was time to travel, doesn't belong here, it's out of place. It's not relevant to me to move on here. What's relevant to be mentioned here, that, that goes the travels up and down and everything else, leaving and camping and re- and then traveling. This was in Bamidbar. It's not the place here. Here the place is, we're talking about the Mishkan itself. What was the concept of the Mishkan? The concept of the Mishkan was also the Mishkan. Make for me a, cha- a temple and I will dwell within it. Why, therefore, is it relevant for us to tell us about Mishkin, uh, Shkina going up and the Eden moving on? But the truth is that the fact that's mentioned here in Esau's journeys is a perfect conclusion for the Chumash Shmeis. A perfect conclusion for the account of the Mishkin's construction and the Mishkin's use. Chumash Bereshis tells us, let us use the word story, but it's loosely used because there's no stories in the Teda. We said that many times. Chumash Bereshis tells us the happening of Kriyas Elam. From the beginning, how Hashem created the world and mankind, etc. However, where do we know why Hashem created this world? Why Hashem went through all this? What is the purpose of creation? This is brought about in Chumash Shmais. The statement we also is in Chumash The Jewish nation's birth happens here in Chumash And the Torah is a guide of how to behave. What is a person's mission? What is their task to do? The task they must do is build a home on this earth. 
a home, a dira, b'tachtenim, v'hakadosh baruch hu will come and rest. The construction of the actual mishkan, the physical structure. In this physical structure, God's holiness, His presence, was revealed. Is the exact realization of this objective. And that's how the end of Chumash Shemais fits right in with the same, the same theme. But there was one minute detail still lacking. And it was necessary for the world's purpose to be realized. The last few verses of Chumash Shemais discuss the journeys of B'nai Yisrael which in a broader sense are symbolic to the exile of the B'nai Yisrael. To the exile out of the Holy Land, to the exile amongst foreign nations. With this, the Teir alludes that the Jewish people's ultimate goal, not only to reveal godliness in the Mishkan, but even when B'nai Yisrael sets out to their journeys, they need to reveal even the most, in the lowliest, in the lowest of places, and the darkest of places, beyond the confine of the Mishkan, this too is a place where it can be transformed into a place where HaKadosh Baruch Hu will come to rest and it will be openly visible as such. So this therefore is the lesson that the mission, lesson, lesson and mission of B'nai Yisrael and the lesson that we take from the end of Chumash Shemais. Go back again to the beginning of Ayakil. In the beginning of Parsha Vayakil, the Torah tells us, Rabbeinu, as we said, gathered the Eden to command them about Shemitah Shabbos. Keeping of Shabbos. Amongst the lines here, Amongst the lines, Moshe says, Sheishes yomim teose melacha. Vyemashvi lachem kedesh Shabbos Shabbosin. Work should be done on the seventh, should be holy Shabbos of Shabbosin. The Chazal teaches from this Pasuk. Not only Shemitah Shabbos is a mitzvah, not only keeping Shabbos and not desecrating Shabbos a mitzvah, the six days a week working is a mitzvah as well. Just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave a commandment, a mitzvah say, that we rest on Shabbos, Sheish Yom Teyosah Six days we need to work. Why? Because the Malacha and the Aveda 
done, of course, according to the Torah guidelines and according to the fear of God and the way of God and the name of God, then the work itself also becomes service of God. As mundane as it might be. Tera tells us, how does one connect the six days of work, the six work days? godliness Meir is speaking directly to the people here what would be more natural than to tell them six days work but rather he tells them te should be done, it should happen, it should be, it should take place, the work should happen. When you say, when you tell a person, Teose, it means, it should happen by itself. When we say Teose, sorry, when we say Tase, it should be done, it means, you need to bring it into fruition, and do it. However, when you say Teose, it teaches us, and tells us, as if it happened on its own. Without the person involving themselves, without the person putting a finger to cold water, this malacha happens. One malacha would be a malacha that one would need to do in order to make it happen, and one that happens automatic. This is Batsim, what the Taylor requests, the Taylor is looking to teach us. It is correct that one works six days. Even a mitzvah to involve oneself in work. But one does not have to become one with their work and have their head, their soul, and their life sold to the Indian, to the concept of this work. A Jew needs to constantly remember the Aveda and the Malacha are not what it's all about, as we say. It's a conduit for the making of Parnassah, etc. What is true life? Learning of Tera. The study of Tera. Tefillah. And involving in mitzvahs. Doing my simtavim, etc. And the proof is, this is therefore hinted, implied in the pasuk where it says, "Yigia kapecha, kisechel, ashrecha v'tevlach." 
what your hands ultimately can accomplish, you will eat from, how good it is for you. This is a stress on your gear kapecho. Whatever your hands are into. Your hands. And that's it. Whatever you have to put care that the hands should do, okay. You have to involve into the work and the workload. Your head, your soul. This is separate, an entity for Teda, for Hashem. And when a Yid behaves like that, the Zeche to Ashrecha Vloch. Someone will come along and they will ask. With all due honesty, with all due respect, if I don't work, if I don't invest, I'm getting nowhere. <coughs> getting nowhere. So what are you telling me, stand still, sit on my hands here? It can't possibly be an option. Can't possibly be an option. Not going to succeed. To this, the Tata answers. To this, the Tata answers. A person has to have a Muna Nakalish Baruch. A person needs to believe. At the end of the day, Panasa comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The tafkir of the person is to prepare a vessel for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's brachas. And we need just simply to believe. That by whatever we work, as long as we work with Shlemus, as long as we work honestly, we give Shemayim, you will earn. And where is this from? Miyodei Amleya Absucha Gdeisha Vakova. So when Akharish Baruchu says that a Jew does not have to be Mashkia his entire life and his head and soul into the workload. Here we see that the way to accept, to receive the bracha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is to simply dedicate this work only when we are Mekayim, the Ratzin of Hashem. And not of Chasashon, we do the opposite. Person who wants success in his work, success in his business, can't be your life and soul in it. This is the Ratzin of our Baruch Hu, 
And through this dafke, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives his bracha. So when the Yid works for six days, when the work happens in six days, according to the way the Torah dictates, Shabbos is different as well. He doesn't have a hard time redevoting and redirecting his kaiches to the union of HaKadosh Baruch spirits. He doesn't think that he has to speed it up And he has to think about his workload during the week. This is a true Jewish life. The weekdays are constantly preparing for Shabbos, and Shabbos, therefore, is a Shabbos Bo Shabbos Bo Menucha. Elio was answered with Tfilas Mincha. Why Mincha? The fact is, in the middle of our work day, in the middle of everything, we stop. And we stop for Mincha. Now, there are times where you find yourself in different types of Minyanim. You find yourself sometimes in a Minyan, right before Shkia, Mincha, end of the day, people basically finished working already, and we get David Mincha, they learn a little shira in Yaakov in the middle and they dab Ma'ariv. Then you find middle of the day, smack you of the work day, Mincha Gedayla. People stop what they're doing and they go down Mincha. In a shul in Barrow Park, it's named the shul, Shem Shabbat shul. They dab Minchigidela to the second. The guy says, Tomorrow Minchigidela is 1, 36 and 27 seconds. And they come in, that's when they start Ashley. They say Ketedis obviously before that, they say after Chatzais. They start Ashley. They start Ashley and before they start Ashley, the guy gets on and he makes an announcement with the show. I want to remind everybody, please turn off your ringers on your phone. Or turn off your phone, I think he says. Turn off your phone. Unfortunately, today we are entrenched. We are obsessed. We are addicted to our phones. You left the house, there was no phone to talk on. There was no one to talk to. You walked in the street. And that's why a lot of people used to talk to themselves. And they had very fruitful conversations. They never lost an argument. Then, Khajbarakul sent modern technology. We had pagers, beepers, pagers. They used to go off and tell you, Oh, Mizugdir. Oh, I feel important. You'd run to a cell phone, 
to a payphone, put in your quarter and dial or dime, whatever. No, it had to be a quarter already, once the pages are on. And you call this important number that someone texts you. Someone paged you to. Yes, this is me, I just got a page from this number. Oh yes, we wanted to tell you the warranty on your car. <sighs> That's all you need. That was a precious quarter you just wasted. Today, a cell phone. You see the guy, Dominic Shunessa, looking at the cell phone. So some of the guys are davening off their phone because they have the app on their phone, the Siddha app, and they're davening from the phone. And some are literally reading the news as a davening Shunessa. Tell him to take out the stuff from under his cabinet, spray the cabinet, and behind the cabinet, behind the sink. Zakhnudir Mincha is so important. Leave your cell phone at your desk. Had a custom that when the children didn't behave, and we knew they weren't going to behave in shul, you didn't take them to shul. You don't behave in shul, you're not going to shul. I'll behave, I'll behave. Okay, we took them to shul, and of course they didn't behave. It was so exciting. This one gave me a candy. This one gave me that. They were chasing the friend. They were chasing the brother. Cell phone doesn't behave. You don't take it to show. Don't take it to show. So you've all your time to charge your phone. You're going to daven. You're going to charge yourself up. Leave your phone to charge itself up. Don't take the phone to shul. You'll be a happier person and so will Hashem. Because this is what HaKadosh Baruch wants to hear in your tefillahs. He doesn't want to hear your cell phone. Amongst the mitzvahs mentioned here in the Pasha, Kohanashim, not taking it out. The women did a tremendous thing. And they quickly, they were very, with great alacrity, they wove for the Yiriyas with Chochmah. Psst. Sentry. With Chochmah. Tells us Rashi what was the Chochmah. They did it on the back of the goats. On the back of the goats they wove. There was there was reason. They wanted to do it quickly. Everybody tried to do something quickly. 
The Nesim came running with Avni Sheyam and Avni Meluyim quickly. That's because they got messed up with the other mitzvahs. When it came to donations for the Mishkan, they said, okay, don't worry about it, Kindalach, you guys give what you want to give, and we, <laughs> Nesim, we'll give the rest. We'll fill in the back of the coffers that are empty. Much to the despair, they found out, by the time they reached to their wallet, the Mishkan was full. They didn't need them. So now when they found out of the shame of the Miluim, they came running without the shame of And the same also, the women worked with tremendous velocity. And that's why Tobuas Ezim. They couldn't wait for the shearing of the Ezim, of the goats. They needed to do it right away so that it would be done. This is a specialty that these women had. And they weren't commanded to do it this way. This is on their own reconnaissance. They wanted to be able to donate from the best, the most beautiful, to the Mishkan of Hashem. And therefore it has a double purpose. They elevated the level of their donation. And it also improved the actual worksmanship. The fact that it was done on the back of the animal, this elevated the value spiritually of the truma. And the women knew that. That their donations for the building of the Mishkan were just like a carbon to Hashem. Just like the carbon should be from a live animal, and thereby it's more valuable, versus, for example, the carbon mincha, which is from flour, oil. Therefore, they wanted to bring this donation from live stock, which made the actual wool still alive. And this is something that the women wanted to do. Okay, I guess the rest of the shoe is not going to be a video for a change. Why it froze again, I'm not sure. Oh, wait a minute, I can pick up the rest. Okay, part three for this year. So this is something that the women wanted actually to do, to make it happen this way, to have that much more value. And they're also softer. And therefore the quality came out that much nicer. From the women it says Chachmois Halev. This Chachmois Halev for us to be able to take a lesson, a perpetual lesson. The tremendous 
talent of the weaving on the back of the goat in order to make their donation to the Mishkan that much nicer, even though they were not commanded to do as such, the same stands for us. If a Yid wants to give over a special gift to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and wants to have a special talent to do so, he has to know. It's not given to him only for personal use, but rather to save it for Avedis Hashem. Save it for devotions and dedications to the way we serve HaKadosh Baruch so that we make a Mishkan Lashkina, a resting place for the Shkina. And this way, turning over the physical realm of the world into a place with Didas Lashem. Not only for your own talents and kishrenas, for the person's own property. If a person makes Baruch Hashem a better Parnasa and has a more flowing income, he needs to remember that he needs to devote more of tzedakah and to save, to give over more than he can for the building of Mishkan Hashem. In the forms, in different forms of tzedakah, this one being now the form of tzedakah that we talk about today is Moiz Chitim. Anyone hearing and wants to donate Moiz Chitim to 13 families that need to be fed for Yamtiv, contact us. So even more so, the actual dedications of the women by doing this work the way they did it, the regular changing the regular fashion, the work itself done by the women was one of the reasons that for this to be to hold back Hashem to refrain from causing tzabalachayim. And you'd want to think maybe that this caused pain to the animal is working on his back. Since the animal knew it was done because it was needed, the animal did not feel. So here we have a lesson. If for the concept of Tzab Al-Achayim, Baruch Hu changes the way the Mishkan is done, Kalachayim is so much more so a person has to see to it that they do everything that they can Never to chas shalom cause pain to a fellow Jew. If we see that chas shalom, somebody is lacking something, physically or spiritually, one should change from the regular norm and to see to help and to cause that a person should be should be able to be pulled out of their dire situation.
Once again, going back to the end of the Chumash, as we finish, Chumash known as Sefer HaGaula. Therefore, it talks about the Yitzhiz Mitzrayim and the finishing office that comes from Mishkan, the revelation of the Shekhinah that happened in the Mishkan. Finishing off, the Tere says, Ve'yaholei Sa'anon me'ala Mishkan, Yisru B'nei Yisrael B'chom HaSem. We said the question, what does this have to do with to the Akramas HaMishkan and the journeys of the Jews secondly from these words comes out to Nesir brought them closer to the soul but what happened here the Shekinah went away Tafka and the Shekinah goes away that's when the Eden travel closer to the soul what's going on and the answer to these two questions is one thing. The tachlis of everything is, of the Mishkan, and of the Bria, everything is a double-fold concept that B'nai Yisrael have in journeying. Tafka, when? When they always on on the honor goes up. It's no kunz to sit and bask in the revelation of, of godliness and be able to do a mitzvah, be able to serve God. The tachlis is to reach the Kedusha even when we, our God, the godliness is hidden from us. It's klapechutz, it looks as if it's away from us. That on Hashem is risen away and up above. And Chasom is not here. The message tells us in Sava Kajbaraku to make a dwelling here in this world. The Kajbaraku has a Tahtainim Yanim up and down, higher and lower. Tahtainim means a place where Kedusha is not totally revealed. A place where the spirituality is not totally enveloped. This is the kavana of the creation, the mokim tachtoin. This tachtoin is not when the gili ashkina, the dira lakarish baruchu, the kedusha itself is not revealed here in mitzadatzma. This is done through teda and mitzvahs, and therefore, in the light of this. We say when Anan Hashem is found here in this world and everyone sees the revelation the world can't consider Tachtoin and Mela cannot be Miskashim the Kavona Sabriya when the Anan Hashem goes up the Mela and the light is not shining in our eyes revealed in a real, revealed way and we start, this starts the journeys of an Yisrael in their way of physically fulfilling HaKadosh Baruch Ratzin. The entire concept of, of the Mishkan is to gift the Jews the Kayach to bring the Kedusha into the world. When Behe'olei Sa'onon Therefore the Torah finishes off the Pasha Chumash Shemais 
finishes off talking about the setting up of the Mishkan and the Pasuk finishing how the Anon rose because that is the Tachlis of the Mishkan Tafka when the Anon rises Tafka then we shine and today's days especially when Am Yisrael are so so deep in Golos and the darkness of the spiritual darkness clouds the world now is the time that we need to try and to work even more so on the Tehra Mitzvahs. <coughs> We're not allowed to fret from the goals, from the darkness of goals. Adraba. We need to understand this is the Tachlis Matara. To lighten up, to shine the Eira Tehra, Dafka, the Cheshach. Just like the Shechina rose up from the Mishkan. And this is a way to tell us we're going to journey. So too this Golis, this dark spiritual darkness of the Golis awakens up awakens us and gives us over to fulfill our shlichus and to be Nesea to be Nesea to journey out of this Golis to be Nesea to the ultimate journey into Geula Mitzvah this very Shabbos Shabbos to all